Like most of history, this show is filthy and unfit for children. Listener discretion is advised. sits outside the door and waits for He really me. loves you. I don't know why. I'm yeah, so... we don't either. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dog. Oh he is God. a good dog. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Drunk Dunks. Hi. I am Michael. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jake. And uh, Brittany, you're you're actually leading this one up today. What are we talking about? Um. So, <laughs> if you ever sigh at me like that again, I'll fucking come for you. Um, Try so, it. <laughs> so I want to talk about an awesome woman. Her name was Nellie Bly, but not her whole biography. Um, she actually has two works that she's known for really well. One of them was her novel, um, 10 Days in a Madhouse. And the other was actually, I think, I believe a series of articles that was turned into a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but she traveled the world in less than 80 days. Like huh. actually, like based on oh. the book. I think it was like 72 days. Oh, cool. Huh, yeah. Fun. She's pretty awesome. So She probably didn't have time to really enjoy herself, though. Um, <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> I, I, I honestly... I haven't looked into that one because I want that one to be a different... It, there's so much information packed into each set of articles mm-hmm. that I, I think that they should each get their own episode. Okay, cool so. stuff. But um, 10 Days in an Asylum, I feel like I've actually heard of this. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. a very popular... Um, Quite possibly the thing that changed asylums and madhouse madhouses. I say in air quotes. Pretty mm-hmm. much any mental illness, it changed the, like the whole game. It okay. It was pretty fascinating. Um, color me intrigued. Well, <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. So, <laughs> so this one is um, what I like to call pretty fly for a white fly. <laughs> do we need a different bottle of whiskey for this, or um, do we have something stronger? <laughs> So no, we just got more of it. <laughs> so um, Nellie Bly was born uh, May fifth, eighteen sixty four, but her name was Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. <laughs> Cochran Seaman. I'm not making that up. She's it's my new favorite. Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. Cochran Seaman. I hate it. Like, like girl. <laughs> so no, I would change my fucking name too. Are you kidding, Nellie Bly? Seaman. Cochran Seaman. I, I think you you embrace it and you make it yours. <laughs> Take it back. They're like, what's your name? El- Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. What? I said what I said. Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 um, she was an American journalist. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> and that's all you need to fucking know. Uh, she was an American journalist, uh, and she was known for the two works I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. of, mostly. Um, yeah. But in her early years as a writer, uh, she worked for the Pittsburgh Dispatch. Uh, she focused on the lives of working women, writing a series of investigative articles on women factory workers. Hmm. Um, soon after she started to publish these works, uh, the newspaper started to get complaints from the factory owners, and uh, she was reassigned to the women's pages covering fashion, society, and gardening. Yikes. Mm. Yeah. I bet she, you know, as a professional woman, loved that. Oh, f- I, she, and then she stayed there for the rest of her life, the end. Yeah. Oh, did she really? No, fuck that. <laughs> Are you shitting? No. Uh, she left the Pittsburgh Dispatch in 1887 for New York. Because fuck that. Uh, well, yeah, Pittsburgh. Ugh. I mean, 
You don't. We're Cincinnati people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we don't have. uh... I don't have have strong opinions on Pittsburgh, but the ones that I do have aren't very good. They're not. They're not great. Um, So after being penniless for four months, she managed to talk her way into Joseph Pulitzer's offices for the newspaper New York World. Um, Pulitzer, as I recall, not a good guy. Not super great, but he did give her a job. So like, you know, whatever. A broken clock gets it right every now and then. Uh, Twice a day, actually. Um, you, you can say that. <laughs> uh, she took an undercover assignment where she faked insanity to investigate reports of abuse and neglect at the Women's Lunatic Asylum on Blackwell's Island. That's some Ooh. badass shit. That's, she's That's like, incredibly dangerous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because um, even as I'm reading into this, uh, she knew very little about mental illness. Like, jack shit. But she was like, uh, I need a job. So, like... Let's do this. So, let's go all in. Pretty much. Um... In or- yeah. Oh, dude, this whole thing between, like, this right here and when she actually ends up getting admitted to the hospital or mm-hmm. the asylum, it's, like, it's fucking wild. So, in order to be admitted to the asylum, she first decided to check herself into a boarding house called the Temporary Homes of Females under the false name Nellie Brown. She stayed awake all night to give herself the wide-eyed look of a disturbed woman. <laughs> And began to throw (laughs) accusations that the other boarders were insane. I do declare that woman's hair isn't a daughter. (laughs) You make that joke, but like... (laughs) No, like, I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Really? Um, She eventually scared so many people there uh, that the police were called to take her away. Just because... God, that's that's great. (laughs) I know. Can you imagine getting to go out in public and just like... Ah, like yeah, scary she legit- <laughs> you know she arrived like one guy by the lapels and went I'm getting paid for this <laughs> and then spat on him and then ran away like with what her are you doing swim. with your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much as she's doing that as she's running yeah, away she's she doing it herself <laughs> uh, so once she was taken by the police she, cl- uh, she claimed to have amnesia so the entire time she's just like I don't know like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Person. I can't remember the last time that I vomited on someone. What do you mean? <laughs> so after that, she actually finds that she has zero trouble in convincing the doctors that she's insane. That was one of her biggest concerns going into it was that she would have like such a hard time convincing them, these like professionals, that she was crazy and um, she wouldn't be able to be admitted. Real quick, what time period is this? Oh, I mean, she, this was in, she left the Pittsburgh Dispatch in 1887. So, so four like months a, after that. Okay, yeah. so, so the, all she the has late to 1880s. Con- all she has to do to convince these doctors that she's crazy and they should administer is like, I think women deserve the vote. Yeah. Yeah, Even pretty much. All, well, yeah, all now. ethnicities deserve I don't feel like cooking rights. you dinner. <laughs> I don't want to have sex with you anymore because I've birthed four children. I haven't had an orgasm once. And the guys are like, Clearly, she's, she's insane. She's unstable. <laughs> She's Pretty setting much. a bad precedent. Yeah. <laughs> so Get this woman some laudanum. Uh yeah, so she like literally zero trouble in convincing Ugh, them. Great. Um, oh, it's uh, gonna be real bad. Not only that she was insane, but also incurable. So they were like, not only is this chick like SOL, but she has, has no, no chance of recovering. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, this is such a bad idea. This is so sad. Yeah, it's like really like ee. Well, who was that actress in like the 1940s or 1950s who she got um, put into an asylum or something like that? 
And like um, it's it's a nightmare what happened to her. I can't remember her name. Oh, like it's probably very similar to this because this is in the late 1800s or the mid 1800s. Yeah. I'll, I'll and have to look it up. We'll yeah, do please a few do. Trips on it because history is truly terrifying. The history is. of mental health in the United States is generally not a pretty one. It's not super, still not that. Great. I was gonna say it's not super great now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she got in. Yeah. She. Uh, well, this is at the like police station. Okay. So, so this, she convinced him she was incurable. Yes. Sorry. So once she was looked at by a by a police officer a judge and several doctors Bly was taken to the Bellevue hospital for further examinations which turned out to be nothing more than a few questions Oof. so after they were like alright well let's just make double sure but we're not really going to put any effort into it yeah <laughs> they've made their decision it's an unwanted woman sure get rid of her yeah who cares <laughs> does she have family <laughs> uh, one of them reported positively demented and I would consider it a hopeless cause she needs to be put somewhere where someone will help her. I Jeez. think the Chinese Exclusion Act is a bad thing. Positively demented. <laughs> Positively demented. I love that. Positively demented. At the hospital, she met other women who were poor or from immigrant families Ooh. that were also being accused of being insane. So she said um, that she found a lot of the the patients or the fellow boarders at both the hospital and the actual asylum uh, to be. Like, women, mostly, like, didn't come from families that were well-off, they were very poor, or they were immigrants. I mean, essentially, the bottom runs of society. Oh, exactly. Like, pretty much, yeah. like, the... People that were disposable. <laughs> like, women, poor, Venn diagram, in that middle of that Venn diagram, they were in the people. asylum. Yeah. Um, a lot of their stories were a string of events that have aligned horribly. So, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't even, like, they were actually insane, it was just... A series of unfortunate events. I can even see like Stickin. horrible husbands to like. Oh, my wife is insane, and like put her in there. And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh, like I'm gonna go and find that fresh tart down at the exactly the yeah store." That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, Ooh. unfortunately, like, that was a real thing that happened. I'm, I, I, and I well, know, unfortunately, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get more into it because it's like big yikes. Um, one of them, Miss Anne Neville, explained that she used to be a poor chambermaid who had fallen ill and was sent to a sister's home to be treated. Uh, and during this time, she was being sent money mm -hmm. and, like, being taken care of by her nephew because he had a job and he was able to, like, pay for her, like, medical expenses, things like that. But he lost his job. So then after that, she was sent to the asylum. Because there was nothing else to do. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is... Oh, my God, reading this, and it's, just, it's so fucking fascinating, but also, like... <laughs> I will be honest, the whole thought of being like confined against my will and I've done nothing wrong is truly horrifying. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So this whole story is like already, I'm like, Ugh. oh. And the whole yeah. time being told over and over again that you are the one that's crazy. crazy right. Yeah. So oh, this. Oh, God. Um, what she witnesses before she even gets to the asylum is what she calls a snake eating its own tail situation. Uh, the doctors assume these patients are insane without context or reasons. So they use their questions and examinations only to confirm their beliefs rather than possibly correct it. So everything that they're doing is them proving like, hey, you're insane, it's right? It's all confirmation not They're like, coming in operating under the assumption that right. this person is insane, not maybe this person is. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they have a financial incentive yeah. to have yeah. as many insane people as possible right, exactly. in these places. Yeah. Uh, so after, so she's still at the hospital at this point, and after a terrible night there uh, that included like poor eating and sleeping arrangements, she had a terrible mattress, which I know is a big, big shock. Uh, she was finally transferred to Black Holes Island, and it. 
I couldn't really find anything on like if she acted organically, like actually and not insane, but like stressed out, and that's what like maybe or, at this point she's not even acting that exactly much. right. Yeah. But I mean, when she it gets sounds to, like the circumstances lend itself th- to that. That's what yeah, that's kind yeah, of what she he, says. Is yeah, I, you almost get the impression that even if they're not actually insane like just their the conditions situation is like pushing you towards yeah the it. conditions make them so break you down as a person yeah, yeah i mean like even by the time she gets there like to the asylum she still does like she's still very much aware like of her surroundings and she still acts insane but i don't know if like that night she had like an outburst and they were like oh fuck it fine send her off who yeah so when she's there she actually stops acting insane and starts to talk like a normal self but because of that, uh, somehow the more sanely she acted, the crazier she was thought to be. Oh, because they know that she has to be insane. And right. So she's so acting it's, fine. It's spooking them out that she should act normal. Doctors, I swear. I'll <laughs> Doctors, I understand that what I said about shoving hay up of my asshole earlier probably <laughs> you. I just want you to know that I, I am normal and I have a job. The ass lady wants us to know that we... Oh, God! (laughs) The ass lady. (laughs) Um, So at this point, she's been committed to the asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And she saw the conditions firsthand. Uh, So the same thing of... um, The same format of the 72 Days Around the World was... Like, they're both articles that were... Mm -hmm. Compiled into... Yeah. Yeah. Compiled into a novel. Um, But the first chunk of... The 10 Days in a Madhouse uh, was pretty much her, like, first day there. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the book was kind of, like, an echo of, like, yeah, this happened again today, blah, blah, blah. Um, so on her first day, uh, like the hospital, like, the food consisted of, like, gruel broth, spoiled beef, stale bread, and the water was dirty and undrinkable. Delicious. Oh, God. Yeah, so they didn't even have, like... It's not even like, I mean, the place what? sucks ass, but like the food's great. It's like, no, it's all sucks. What, do you, do, are you not excited to thought of eating gruel broth? Or whatever it was you said. Gruel, gruel broth. Gruel broth and a G- salt, gr- gr- gruel broth. broth, 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 broth <laughs> and like salted beef. Spoiled beef. Ugh. Salted, you, salted beef, you could be like, mmm. You can eat. Yeah, salt. salted beef is edible. Yeah. No, this is what we do with the people that can't take care of themselves. Oh, shit. <laughs> We turn them into pies, like in Sweeney Todd. No, I mean, you just treat them like animals, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, she actually found a spider in her bread on the first day and couldn't bring herself to eat it. But when, like, there was all this, yeah, <laughs> there was all this food out, the other women nearly leapt over each other in order to get the food and happily ate it without complaint. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being so uncared for? And so hungry that you see bread with a spider in it, but you're like, but it's was bread. It li- was it a live spider? It didn't say. It just had a spider, but I would assume not. I feel like it um, was, I, I think wanna, it was baked into it. Do you want a super gross story? Absolutely. Um, so I had a a relative. I can't remember if it was cousin. Like, you know, relative who I didn't know that well. Um, they bought a loaf of bread and they were, I think they grabbed a piece. And they noticed there's a little like black dot in it. Mm. And there's the same blocked out, uh, you know, on the next piece. And they went through and they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It was a whole rat. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. What was the black dot? Just like was, the tip? It was like the tip of the tail. Ooh. And then it was like, it's literally like, she's like, what? And went to the next piece. It was just a little bit bigger and bigger wow. and bigger. And oh like, my God. What an amazing dissection though. No, holy shit. Ugh. Anyway. 
Hold on, hold on. Was this a pre-sliced loaf? Yeah. Yeah. So you could just like write yeah. through yes. it like a deck? Yes, that is exactly what it was. That's fascinating. <laughs> Michael, please don't Michael, be fascinated. Michael, you are... Stop, can you stop sal or salivating? Yeah. I'm not salivating. I'm just... Um, stop shifting to hide your... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after people leapt over... Who... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorry, people like fought for the spider yeah, bread. Literally fought for the spider bread. Um, yeah, so she kind of just went throughout the day. She didn't really eat, uh, but she saw more and more like incredibly fucked up things, uh, like dangerous patients. So the ones that were actually insane or I, they, she didn't specify that, like she would know anyway, whether they came to the asylum already like actually mentally ill broken by their experiences in the asylum yes these patients the dangerous ones were actually tied together with ropes to each other to each other oh yeah that's, that's smart they can, get, they can only get at each other yeah and it's like oh god where's the where's the dangerous patient squad oh they're all there thank christ right. okay let's tie them all together and make them a dangerous group <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> with their powers combined. That's, I know for real, I'm like, it's like a fucking, like, it's a psychotic. It's a Voltron. I was like, it's like, it's Optimus Prime. Like, you, you just like. Just claw each other. <laughs> each dangerous patient oh. turns into like a different limb of like a giant robot body. Yeah, it's, it's Voltron. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. If Let's... only. I kind of want that for them. <laughs> they deserve the retribution. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Uh, so yeah, they were tied together with ropes because smart. Mm -hmm. Um, but the rest of the patients were made to sit on hard benches for most of the day with little to no protection from the cold. So these benches, she kind of goes in further to explain later, but like, there's like legit, like no cushions. They're like benches at a park mm -hmm. and they have to sit down all day. And, um, they are like meant to sit up straight. Like mm -hmm. if they slouch even a little bit, someone will come over and like correct them. And it's not like you had trained medical professionals here. Oh, so God, I'm no. sure by correcting them, they mean like beat them with a stick. Oh, girl, you just sit back. You just sit back and listen. So, yeah, they were sent to sit on benches all day. Uh, human waste was just like all over the eating places. Oh, God. Just like, there's a little dookie. A little yeah. dookie. A little poo -poo. It's like your place, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Which one? <laughs> you gotta be more specific. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, the bath water was frigid and buckets of it were poured over their heads and they were washed roughly and scrubbed with the same bath water as many of the other women. So This sounds worse than Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not good. No. No. The water was rarely changed, and when it did eventually change, the nurses didn't even scrub the bath that they, like, all sat in. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, so it's just filth water. Oh, it's just it's just nasty, poopy like, water. every single aspect of this is just further and further there's a, there's a no, there's no, like, there's no redeeming quality whatsoever. Nothing to remind you that you're a person. Oh, God, no. No, you don't even get, like, you mm. don't get shelter from the cold. You don't get any of that. So... The patients also shared bath towels. Yeah. And you know what's uh, the best way to use a bath towel? A bath towel? After three other people have used it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because then it's super it all, effective. Oh, yeah, getting it all up in their, like, on their, in their cuters and whatnot. <laughs> I was waiting to see which term you'd use. <laughs> 
I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> they shared bath towels. Um, healthy patients even use towels after patients with skin inflammations or boils and cuts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> could you imagine like someone's like using bath towel? You see like one of their boils pop. Oh god! And then like here you go. It's hand like that over dude's testicle. Oh, please, <laughs> love, please, dear God, I can't afford to take another bath after a leprosy Jane again. Leprosy <laughs> oh. Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she oh, was given Christ. an so on the first night there she was given an ice cold bath and was forced to immediately put on a flannel dress without properly drying off first. Oh good, that's so a recipe for pneumonia. Seriously, because yeah. they're not oh they're not keeping them warm. Yeah, yeah. she's soaking wet. Um, her wet skin hair made her bed pillow and sheets just as cold and as wet as she was. So literally, she's like drenched. Yeah, freezing. Freezing. Puts on a flannel dress and then has to crawl into bed. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this yeah. is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, the nurses were abusive, telling patients to shut up and beating them if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they taunted the patients, flirted with the doctors, and gossiped about each other. So, literally, like, these nurses, like, on a professional scale, probably... Probably a hard zero. Below. Yeah. Below. Yeah. Like, they, there was no, there was no care there. There was no, Oof. like, it was... Yeah, this is rough. Yeah, it's rough. But, um... I'm glad you're really uh, testing us, because we're I'm struggling to find ways to make this fun. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm kidding. I know, I'm like, because if you do, like, kind of an asshole. Eh, uh, you know. And you know. <laughs> no, and, like, it is one of those things that, like, it is definitely harder to, like... It's almost so outrageous how bad it is that it's funny, like, to the point where it's, like, Jesus God, how... It's, it's insane. We did yeah. this to people. Yes, and it's... Yeah. it's like, I know a lot of the time that we kind of, like, not necessarily pride ourselves on being more mentally illness aware. More aware of yeah. mental illnesses and better ways to treat it. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're better. But not super great. This is just, it's one of those is, things. Yeah. I think this is a story that a lot of, I think a lot of people, it's it's beneficial to hear. I think it's a good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. Because it's not like it just ends there and it's like, all right, bye. It's, I mean, there's some redeeming quality at the end. So, um, the following morning, uh, Bly and her fellow patients, still with freezing wet hair, like she still woke up with mm-hmm. wet hair. Uh, they were brutally combed, like, yeah, like brutally I, um, combed. <laughs> no, I actually know exactly what you're describing here. Like I had, my grandmother had this combed, like incredibly, like pointy bristles like this plastic comb oh, from the geez. 50s and it was just like and it was like ripping yeah. through imagine like, like i was a kid yeah. with long hair so if i like imagine, or something just yep oh. like they would like grab their hair like at like God. the base of their like the bottom of their head the top of their neck they, like that and then just go to town with a comb god if, yeah, the, if that was being nice sometimes to... they wouldn't even hold it they would just go to town on yeah, yeah. It's, this is essentially a beating yeah it is mm. yeah um but on so kind after of, they've slept the whole night with their hair wet and tangled up oh yeah it's all like incredibly knotted right yeah yeah uh, on two separate occasions, however, once at the hospital at Bellevue and the other one when she got there at Blackwell, uh, Blackwell's, mm-hmm. um, she asked why there weren't more blankets or clothes or why the patients were getting better care. Um, she was told that this was charity and that she should be thankful for what she got. Fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a nurse. Real, real nice. Yeah. 
uh, a nurse tells Bly that she shouldn't expect kindness here for she won't get it. <laughs> At an asylum. <laughs> for charity. Yeah. That's, um... That's a pretty great threat. Yeah. Like, if I were like... Welcome home, get fucked, and lie down. <laughs> Sit like on that bench for 12 hours. I were hours. a prison warden. That's and a like, great thing oh, to say. Yeah, like, when yeah. like the, the buses first come in, all the guys get off the Don't bus. Don't expect kindness here. You won't yeah. get it. <laughs> well, no, I'm assuming this is a Texas person. You gotta do the... Now, you folks don't expect no kindness here. You won't get any from me. Oh, not from me. No. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. These people aren't prisoners. Yeah, they exactly. committed no crime. No, no, I'm not saying yeah. this oh, is good. Sure. I'm saying that threat is good. Oh, I'm saying, yeah. It's threat, fucking, you know. Can you, I'm, like, trying to it's imagine, like, line. today, like, being so, like, my mental illness finally, like, breaks me and I go to a, a hospital and as soon as I get there I'm like oh god I have to be here and this is not gonna be fun and then someone goes don't expect kindness here you won't get it I'd be like well what the fuck like what am I doing here oh. <laughs> that shit <laughs> that sucks so yeah yeah like, that's rough oh yeah um so while she's being brutally combed uh there are 45 patients along with her that shared two nurses and six combs Oh my god. So just unbelievably understaffed. Well, yeah, that also just seems like um, Parisa Combs, unless they're doing like two per hand, but then you still have two extra combs. This is inefficient. <laughs> this su- and that's when they finally are like, someone get in here, like it's inefficient, we gotta fix yeah. this. <laughs> are you telling me we spent money on poor people that we can't save? <laughs> we could have just bought two combs. <laughs> god damn it. Um, yeah, this is a charity house. We got you four other combs. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, there's another nurse here. You're welcome. She watches you get beaten. <laughs> oh, for your pleasure. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> Maybe so Maybe for hers. Uh, after- and I say that jokingly, but these people had to have been sadists. Like, I mean, I could imagine it attracting I, I, a certain demographic. Oh, yeah, sure. this is a job that brings in a certain kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so after... She had to share, like, a comb with, like, 45 other people. Is she just disease-ridden at this point? <laughs> this is only, like, what, the second day? Yes. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> um, after that, she had a very thin breakfast, and then they were sent to do all the upkeep and the cleaning of the asylum, including the nurses' rooms and their clothing. I would just rub my ass all over Oh my god, would you not shit on everything? Oh, everything. Oh my god, I'd fart on every single one of their pillows and be like, here's your pink eye, bitch. Like, there's... (laughs) You laugh, but you know you do the same thing too. Oh, no, absolutely. I'd be incredibly spiteful. Oh my god. I would... Poop in their pillowcase uh, that way. I was gonna say, I'd shove their toothbrush up my own ass. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but... I don't think these people brush their teeth. I know, it's the 1880s. They were brushing their teeth. Yeah, but they're in an asylum. They're working there. They're already sadists. They're crazy yeah, but they people. they have to flirt with the doctors that's to get true. out of there. Well, that's you, true. You think they're going to go flirt with the doctors with, like, gross, like, poor people teeth? Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, um, after they were, uh, you know cleaning for the nurses and all that. Uh, Mm. It became clear that the people assigning staff to and setting up uh, living situations for these institutions simply didn't care. I know. Big shock. What? You mean they didn't care? Not one bit. Not one tiny little bit. I don't believe that. But it's a charity. I know. But they should be thankful for what they got. It's unreal. Right. How dehumanizing it is. Oh, God, yeah. Um, The insane who... 
I insane with like air quotes, who frequently happened to be poor immigrants or female, uh, that they were each each of those three were very powerless groups of people in that time anyway, and then to be like all three of them at the same time, yeah, it's like right. it is um. Not to borrow a term from, like, true crime stuff, but th- these are, like, the less dead. These are people who society, frankly, does not care about. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, they weren't thought of as human or worth considerate treatment at all. Yeah. So they didn't They didn't really care or, like, thought that there was... Why, why, at, why like, put the effort in? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, these institutions were just places to send people who could no longer be cared for. People um, who you didn't want the public to see. They were locked away so they didn't disturb the sane. Yep. Yep. Um, after Bly's um, exposure, or uh, actually, yeah, after Bly's expose had been published, a grand jury launched an investigation into the asylum asking Bly to come along. So after she had been writing all of these articles and she had gotten them published through the New York world, uh, a jury actually, like, launched an investigation. Acted on it. Yeah. Um, Which, God, you know, that must have been a great moment for Bly, where she gets to go oh through my, and make eye oh, contact yeah. with all those nurses. Oh my god, I straight up would, like, shit on their floor, like, two fingers in the air. I mean, that, that would just be such a great moment, where they, oh, like, yeah. see her and go... And they're like, oh, fuck, oh. she had a job. Oh, no, yeah, like, we gotta clean up, the, the feds are gonna be in here, and then she walks in the door. When they got there, however, it was obvious that the institution was given notice. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the boat taking them to the island, uh, was clean and new. So the first time Bly went over there. It was the, a shit boat that oh, was barely afloat. Disgust. Um, the kitchen suddenly had fresh bread. Yeah. And the women who Bly had quoted had been discharged, transferred, or moved to another quarter of the asylum that Bly couldn't access. So I assume that with these articles and sh- these quotations, she had... Every intention, especially after the jury wanted to, like, launch an investigation, she had planned on having them kind of dive more into... Investigate, properly. The people that she had already quoted. Like, it's like, I've already talked to these women. Right. You talk to them, too. Um, So, in the end, the grand jury's report uh, recommended the changes Bly had proposed. So, even going to the asylum and, like, seeing everything, they were like... Um, no. We can tell something bad was here. Yeah. Yeah. So still, Yeah. The the recommended changes uh, Bly had proposed and called for a sum of nearly $850,000 to be added to the budget of the Department of Public Charities and Corrections. That is a shocking amount of money. Oh, yeah. You said 850,000? 850,000. In 1887. Um, yeah. Um. Eighteen. Hold up. Let's pull out the inflation calculator. Da da da. Yep. Eighteen eighty-seven. Around that. Eighteen eighty-six. Okay. If that. So hold up, real quick. Uh, the calculator only goes to nineteen thirteen, but I think that'll be that'll be good enough. Even nineteen thirteen will still be like, oh, God, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. That is. $21,987,696.97. That's in 1913. So, 1887. Can you look up to see what the inflammation between 1913 and now would be? Um, yeah. That's, that's what, if it, oh, that's what, oh, that's as far back as it goes. Yeah. It doesn't Ooh, go back Oh, my 
God. But that's how much they're shorting their mental health sector. That's how much yeah. they were. Right. Yeah. That's now, how much they needed to actually provide for these people. Yeah. And honestly, they... we don't even know if that was if that was enough. Right. Well, maybe that was just like a nice boost, but shit, maybe they needed, you know, well, I think what a you whole s- million at that time. Right. Well, I, I think mean, what you said with like someone like later on in the 1900s doing pretty much the same thing. Well, that, that's, that's, that was another story where it was this um, actress, she had been fairly well known, I want to say in like the 40s or 50s, and she was put into an asylum, I think lobotomized. Wow. But her story's a nightmare. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, but after this whole experience, they, I kept, like, they attempted to make future examinations more thorough. Um, after that, I mean, that's like the story of 10 days in a madhouse. Wow. So. But you know, here's the thing, like, they tried to make it more thorough, but you know people were lazy. Oh, exactly. Like, right. you know, you have some doctor who's like, yeah, hey, I need to, I'm supposed to check to see if she's insane, but she wouldn't be coming to me if she wasn't insane. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, just listening to the story of her getting, I mean, admitted to the asylum in the first place. All they, all she had to do was say, like, I'm a woman, I have amnesia. And they were like, holy shit. Ugh. Oh, my God. Send her to the island. Right. Yeah. It's, right. it's yeah. insane. Fun. I know. It's so fun. But I do. Um, I think um, I think Nellie Bly is an is an awesome historical figure for well, yeah, no, that's incredible investigation but oh also my. i don't envy her at all michael just want to check here not hard right not no. what okay good me neither i just want to make sure we're both good was that was that a question that you had <laughs> was that an issue you were scared of having no i just wanted to here's the thing um i know you we went through that story i just wanted to make sure that you know you were appropriately horrified that you had the correct reaction to that. this is unbelievably terrible <laughs> A lot of this is what I did my master's thesis on. This is horrendous. Okay, I just want to make sure, you know, you you were not aroused. By I that. am absolutely not. <laughs> okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Well, I feel good about that. I don't want to have to justify myself here. <laughs> Holy cow. No, it's the history of mental health in our country is riddled. It's abysmal. With, just riddled with stories of people that have been cast to the wayside because they were difficult to deal with, or because they, it, it, wasn't ca- even, it was it was inconvenient. That's right. Oh, that's, that's I was exactly gonna say right. it's like it's not even that they were difficult to deal with. It's like like you said before with like a man that's like, oh, I don't want this wife anymore. There's right. like, there's a hot little tart down at the yeah right. Down at the pub. Strumpet. Right. Strumpet. Well, I mean, it was common during this period as well to cast men as hysterical and then send them away when they didn't fit into the categories that they didn't like. And hysterical was a feminine gendered term. So you just cast them as being too womanly and then you can brand them as crazy and get rid of them. It's a a, a period that's built on ideals of creating a standard of society for what roles you're supposed to play. And if you don't fit the role, you have to be gotten rid of. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty fucked up. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It is so crazy. And like I said, it's... um, we're better now, but it's still not great. I mean, there's still significant room for improvement. There's a lot of there's I mean, a lot that needs to be done. Yes, like I mean, in comparison to back then, like heaps, heaps better. But like you said, definitely more room for improvement. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk about Nellie Bly for a multitude of reasons, but uh, one of them being <laughs> that. I didn't feel like I could talk about her trip, like seventy-two days around the world, without talking about this. Mm-hmm. 
And I wanted to get this one over with first. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one was not a fun one, but I do think it's important. I think it's... It's a very interesting episode. It's a very interesting... Um, for a comedy show, bold choice having us take this yeah, on. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it's a good I, story. It's yeah, one worth telling. Story. Yeah, I think... Come back next time when we talk about King Leopold in the, <laughs> in the Congo. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a super long episode. Do we just want to fill in the gaps with, like terrible terrible jokes no i think i think we're good for this yeah, it's great. <laughs> all right well, well thank you everybody for listening uh we really appreciate you showing up sorry yeah, thank you. i love you oh no <laughs> well i love you more than jake ever will so. stop get your own thing <laughs> all right everybody you can find us on social media at uh facebook twitter instagram at drunk thunks and uh if you have episode ideas if you want to reach out to us personally you can email us at drunkthunks at gmail.com. If you get a chance, leave us a five-star review somewhere. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Or even if you have friends, uh, let them know about the show. Yeah, please do. Word of mouth is the best way to spread a uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Bye. Back. I love you. Love you. Love you more. <laughs> I hate you. I love you so much. You're awesome. You I love you. You regret starting a business. <laughs>